The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello and welcome to the show where Surviving Survival is this week's theme during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October. And last week uh, we touched on some of the issues um, that come from Breast Cancer Awareness Month and we also looked at the very beginnings of uh, how this event happened and breast cancer seems to be one of the areas where it's been really championed in the way that uh, cancer has come into the public forefront. But uh, today I'd like you to explore this very special topic that often passes under the radar. Um, You know, I'm all for supporting scientific research, but really that most important person is the patient. And uh, somehow that can get a little bit lost. Uh, It can be distanced. And so what is happening in the now for patients is often not addressed. And that's been one of my uh, my areas of championing over the uh, years since I've been involved in this work going back almost 40 years. So I think that, you know, searching for the cure, it's, a, it's grand, it's noble, it's necessary, and it's a part of the cancer story. Uh, but today I want to take that patient issue just a little further to a future step that most people, if not all, who are dealing with breast cancer get to at some point along the way, and that is surviving survival. So this discussion around the search for the cure certainly has dominated the fundraisers. Um, It's important to realise that uh, as diagnostic techniques have improved and we know that surgical um, expertise has also improved, anti-cancer drugs, new things coming on the market, everything's become a lot more sophisticated and it's been successful by the standards by which we judge success. And for people that are dealing with uh, cancer, it often means symptom relief, um, not exactly getting to the cause or the cure, but that we find that because of all of these newer interventions as cancer treatments are really on a path of evolution, uh, that we find that people are living longer. Um, but 
just because you're living longer does not necessarily mean that you're living longer with a good life quality and that's where surviving survival really comes into this because those significant health-related issues that people are often left with, they're either physical, they can be psychological, emotional, um, even for some spiritual. Um, they're a consequence of being a survivor. So we might be seen to be winning in one corner of the cancer battle. Um, I think there's other areas that are really needing the attention because the impact of the consequences of survival on the survivor, um, their families, the workforce, the public health bill for someone who's living longer with more issues uh, to deal with, this is a really very significant thing. So it's quite surprising that it does go under the radar in the way that it does. And I think that's one area where the cancer support group movement has actually um, come to the fore and it's given women that patient voice. And we're only talking about breast cancer specifically today. We're going to touch on other cancers in the coming episodes of Navigating the Cancer Maze. So if we're looking at surviving survival just for women with breast cancer, there's uh, women who have had breast cancer. And if they look back, <coughs> excuse me, the two key areas for um, our exploration today in relation to those women is the early days in their breast cancer walkway. And if we take a look at that, it's often a very busy time. Now, we've looked at this in terms of my three stages of treatment model, the three stages of survival. And um, if anyone wants to backtrack on that, you'll find that in some of the preceding episodes. But basically, it's a will to live, will to heal, and then more of a will to find your purpose. And surviving survival actually comes into that third category. So what we're talking about now is actually in the first stage, Stage one, um, you're diagnosed, the will to live kicks in, what do I do? It's often motivated by fear and um, though it's a good thing actually in that early stage, it's a very short-lived phase because it's a very much a doing phase. So, um, you know, it's a busy time, there's treatments, there's appointments. If you thought your life was busy before breast cancer, uh, it just grew, you know, it just expanded. Um, you may have been in a lot of overload, under a lot of stress before your diagnosis, and now your days are jam-packed with uh, cancer as you're trying to live while learning about your life and cancer and treatments. The ground rules just changed. You know, everything that you thought was secure in your life just changed. And no one's provided you with a how-to manual for this time. Um, often diagnosis does come by surprise and uh, your life's going one way. Suddenly, whoa, you're going right in the other direction. Now, there's an interesting thing that happens after that phase of busyness. And we're talking about this first stage of diagnosis the treatments, surgery perhaps, chemotherapy, radiation, hormone therapy if that's suitable. And then for women with breast cancer in that um, phase, there comes a void and um, that void's created when all the busyness and treatment, even attention 
stops. And women have said this to me so many times in support groups that they felt when they were first diagnosed that there was so much attention that was actually placed on them by friends, by family, flowers, chocolates, uh, people coming to see them, uh, good wishes, etc. And when this void comes along, after all of that excitement and busyness and treatment, etc., has stopped, um, the visits to the specialist, the doctor who's perhaps listened in the past, that widens too. So then we go into a new, and it's an also an unnamed, quite often, a more indefinite phase. And that phase is the byproduct of the life-challenging illness, and I call it the what-if phase. And the what-if phase has often a lot of fear, what am I doing, what am I not doing, am I doing enough, what happens if this comes back. So there's a lot of feeling in this of overwhelm, which is really real. And uh, you know what's also really challenging at this time, that so many women have uh, discussed this with me, and I, I'd say this would be in the thousands of women over the years, that often people around them, um, their family, their work colleagues, all think breast cancer's treated. You know, you've had it, you're treated, you're done, um, and now you and them can both get along with life. You know, there's a kind of attitude, well, breast cancer's done and dusted, and away you go. Um but, you know, it's not that simple. And you know another scenario. And during that time, you may even hear terms like, oh, aren't you lucky that you caught it in time? Or just be positive and you'll be okay. Uh, we'll talk about that one a little bit later when we're looking at some of the definitions of these things that come into the aspect of surviving survival. So, uh, you know, this is just the territory of the way it is in this phase. You will encounter lots of throwaway lines from friends, from family, even from people that you don't know very well. Um, and, you know, this is, this is a time when people just don't know what to say. Um, it's one of the many learnings to come on the breast cancer walkway because, you know, whenever a life-challenging uh, Ill illness is diagnosed – we're actually forced to realise that it's not only about our mortality, but suddenly we've become mirrors for everyone around us who may, and for the first time, actually be confronting their own immortality, um, their own mortality. They've always thought they were immortal, you know, that life would go on. And now they're confronting this aspect of, Gee, you know, Mary's uh, got breast cancer. And as this aspect also goes on, if there's a recurrence, this is even a greater problem. So it begins to affect that the way that our friends, our colleagues um, and other people communicate with us. And sometimes uh, they often find it's uh, easier not to communicate, to say nothing. And therein lies another type of the silence. And we've talked a lot on the show about my book, Women of Silence, the emotional healing of breast cancer um, that I first wrote back in 1994. And uh, today that silence 
um, has many different aspects in the breast cancer story. So we have to be a little understanding and a little forgiving of our friends and our family and sometimes our partners too um, when they've had to face their own mortality through our experience of having a life-challenging situation. And um, that isolation, it's, it's really intense. Um, we feel it and even in the presence of other people, we can very much feel alone because this becomes the elephant sitting in the middle of the living room that nobody wants to talk about. So when we come back for our second session now on navigating the cancer maze, we're going to look at the second key issue with surviving survival. And um, that is how patients are affected by having breast cancer the longer that they live and the more recurrences that uh, may be kind of in their, their history line awaiting them, the more that the techniques and um, some of the learnings and understandings are required to really navigate the cancer maze on this one and to really appreciate the surviving, survival and what that means. Now, I'll just mention very briefly, there's a lot about this in the book, Women of Silence, and you can get that as an e-book. If you go to my site, um, Grace Gawler Institute, and Gawler is G-A-W-L-E-R, and I know my accent can be a little tricky at, uh, at times for some of the folks there in the USA, but G-A for Apple, W-L-E-R. Uh, com and go to Women of Silence on the menu and you'll find out some information there. There's also a fantastic uh, a review that was done by someone in America from Austin, Texas. It's a part of the university there on the book and I'm sure you're going to find that really helpful. So don't go away. We're going to be back talking about some really interesting things today on Surviving Survival. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.holvung-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options in implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com? 
or visit their website at gracegollarinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegollar.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler here, back with Navigating the Cancer Maze. Um, Today we're talking about that very um, little paid attention to subject of surviving survival. And uh, one thinks that, yes, if you're a survivor, great, you know, that's... uh, that's a wonderful thing. That's the end of it. But actually surviving survival goes with a territory that involves a lot of things. And we're going to talk about that now in our um, second session of the show. So we know that fortunately for all of those uh, things we've talked about earlier, that patients are now living longer with breast cancer. But the Often unseen is that women are living with impaired life quality and uh, they're often living with declining well-being. There are things such as uh, depression, um, the fear that keeps coming in, is this cancer going to recur? And if you're just going it alone with breast cancer, these can become really major obstacles. Um, It's all very well to survive and live your life, but if you're surviving and, and, and living a life with a reduced quality of life, I think that's something that really has to be looked at. And um, you need to really weigh up the odds there because life's meant to be something that's, you know, it's passionate, um, something that you can really enjoy and, um, you know, have a, um, a wonderful time through it, even though you may have adversities. And uh, a lot about surviving survival is really learning how to craft those adverse adversities into an advantage for yourself and that's going to uh, take up most of the second half of today's show. Um, In talking about the ongoing effects of breast cancer after treatment, you know, the scars that are visible and we're going to talk about that, the impairment that comes with with physical change, um, self-image, how that changes relationships, etc., 
these are visible scars and I think that visible scars um, in many ways can be easier to deal with. The issues that can be the most challenging to deal with on the breast cancer pathway is the scars that we can't see and after breast cancer they really present quite a big challenge and there's been a lot of studies done on the psychological impact of breast cancer in women and uh, perhaps more than any of the other cancers and uh, I quote in my book that was published as I said the first edition was published back in 94 but the research was very solid um, back then there was a new walkway of research which was really looking at um, early diagnosis in particular in women and even how that impacted someone's psychological and emotional well-being so um, we know that uh, from one of the early studies done by David Kassane and his group um, down in Melbourne in Australia, um, they looked at women with recently diagnosed um, early stage breast cancer and they found something very interesting that even at that point there were high rates of what they considered to be psychiatric and psychological disturbance. Um, so quality of life was substantially affected. Now that was at the very early stage of um, breast cancer so it doesn't take um, you know one to imagine as you go down the line of breast cancer and after the treatments and the changes that we've just mentioned and then perhaps a recurrence and then a, a year of remission and then perhaps another recurrence that these issues tend to build up so if they haven't been dealt with at some point along this walkway it means that someone's quality of life even though they are a survivor is actually going to be um, greatly um, impaired. Now one of the recommendations from that study was that, uh, and I'll quote it from the actual um, study conclusion here, the clinicians should actively explore their patient's psychological adjustment to enable early recognition and treatment of these disorders. So that study was the um, 17th of August 1998. It was published in the uh, Medical Journal of Australia, the MJA. And the name of it, if anyone wants to have a look at that, because it's probably available online, um, Psychological Morbidity and Quality of Life in Australian Women with Early Stage Breast Cancer, a cross-sectional survey. So that study is um, really tells us quite a bit about the walkway and the impact and about today's topic, uh, surviving survival. Um, I think uh, for women that are dealing with breast cancer, the way through this is to don't, not to do it alone. You know, people are often strong. They think they're coping. Um, they think they don't need anyone. And uh, the counselling aspect, even if only short term, can actually help to circuit break this area of uh, poor life quality that comes with being um, a survivor. There was another interesting study that uh, made a quote that said that women who were diagnosed with breast cancer during their early treatment and after, um, the impact on them was the same as a soldier who had gone to uh, war, gone to Vietnam and come home. So there is a post-traumatic stress issue um, that goes with breast cancer. It goes, in fact, with anything that challenges one's life. Um, but often in cancer, it's not as recognised as somebody who perhaps had a plane crash and who was exhibiting all the um, symptoms 
of a post-traumatic issue. Now, we'll talk a little bit towards the end of the show about post-traumatic growth. That is the antidote, if you like, um, to post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's good to know that there is something else that awaits you as you're going through that. And the post-traumatic growth aspect is is very important for anybody who wants to have a quality of life because that's the alchemy, it's the transformation of what's been a a negative experience and transforming that consciously um, and with some assistance into a more positive experience. Um, so that elephant uh, that sits in the living room is starting to be recognised and uh, perhaps escorted out of the door. Um, some uh, people also share with me the aspect of, you know, oh, is having a breast cancer would be a good thing, it'll change your life, etc. And that's that sort of upbeat, more positive side that people who don't have breast cancer quite often um, are talking about. This event's actually changed your life. And look, it's changed your life not always for the best at the time. I think that's a better way of saying this. Um, you know, we have relationship breakups because of someone being diagnosed with breast cancer. Really tough. You've got four children, you know, under 10, you've got breast cancer and your husband's left because he can't cope any longer. Um, the family dynamics of this are really so important in the aspect of surviving survival. But, you know, along this pathway, and I think that's why it's important for a show like this and perhaps for someone with 40 years' experience, um, almost like I have, and particularly having a specialist uh, interest in working with breast cancer, that there comes that time um, for women who are experiencing breast cancer, early stage, mid-stage, late-stage recurrences, there's a time where you look at how you'll live um, and that can come at any point along the timeline. Um, I had a lady in my practice um, the week before last, and uh, she said, you know, I handled it really well the first time I went through breast cancer. Um, I'm, a, I'm a strong person. I'm decisive. I probably over-nurtured the kids, and I'm a bit of a control freak. But, you know, I, I thought I had it all in hand. And she said, and then when it came back the second time, that was a bit more of a challenge. And then I had years where I was clear and then it came back for the third time and she said I had a really interesting turning point and that turning point was that I realized I'd been giving it to the doctor to heal and I'd been so frightened I didn't want to confront it she said I I didn't want in so I said to her well what's changed now what's brought you here and she said I just decided I need to be in. I want to be in because I need to know more about what's happening to me. I've looked back and I've seen my coping skills and she said, yeah, well, they've, they've got me here. And I said, absolutely, they have. But um, they have a use-by date. And when you reach that use-by date of coping skills, and I often use the word people can learn to become a resilient coper can get you a certain amount of the way, but it's not a really good long-term solution either. Um, So that how you live from this point on um, is definitely the time for personal reassessment. 
Oftentimes, you know, as we said, relationships of your partners will change. Things have undergone a transformation in that sense. And unfortunately, out there in the public view, you know, we've heard for years cancer is a a word and not a sentence. But the actual public view, and this is from what people tell me who come to see me or come to groups, um, is that uh, if you get cancer a second time and then a third time, that uh, there's a view that you're not likely to make it. And um, so that sets up a whole other challenge for you as the cancer patient because you're really starting to have to push not only against, you know, the cancer itself and maybe even some of the medical options that you're having, but now you find you can also be pushing against well-meaning people but who really don't see you as a long-term survivor. Um, so this has been quite a shift since I started working um, in cancer supportive care to see this walkway with people living longer, surviving longer, but with all of these issues that come with that. Because um, nowadays people are making it and they're getting cancer and having a recurrence and having a year, three years, five years and getting it again, they're treatable getting it again, (laughs) treatable. So it's quite amazing that uh, the resilience that people and and their bodies can actually have throughout all this. Um, You know, in my practice, I'm often seeing people these days who are at least in a third or a fifth recurrence. Um, And that's been over a 10, 15, sometimes even a 20-year period. So the ground is changing and um, we need to be educating to adapt to how that ground is changing for the betterment of the people who are the survivors, who are surviving survival. So we are due to come up to another break on Navigating the Cancer Maze. We're going to come back and talk a lot more about this subject. I'm I'm quite passionate about this subject because it is unaddressed and um, there's such a a gem that's held in there for patients who um, feel like they might be stuck on the breast cancer journey and these gems uh, can really help you through and help you be really uh, right on top of your survival. So we're going to be back shortly on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are. 
and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Gray Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.grayscholarinstitute.com or email institute at grayscholar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, welcome back to the show and uh, welcome back to the maze and hopefully uh, this show does help you to navigate the cancer maze. Talking today about surviving survival. Um, I wanted to qualify um, something because before the break I was talking about um, recurrences of breast cancer and you know this can be a very scary thing for somebody who's listening in today to know that you can get breast cancer again and again and again and uh, we've talked on the show before about, about why that is um, from the physical from the molecular point of view that sometimes some of those little cells are quite resistant uh, they're called circulating tumor cells and some of them have a stem cell like quality and they can kind of escape the chemotherapy and um, the radiation and they can just kind of stay in the body and sometimes it can be many many years later um, you know it can surface again um, I interviewed a professor of uh, oncology and a chemotherapist uh, earlier this year on the show and uh, you know he said that his uh, most amazing person to come back with an occurrence of the same cancer was actually 30 years after he'd first seen her so um, you know that happens but it's not to um, really start to invoke a fear of a recurrence but the reality is it's possible. So this is where this the vigilant monitoring and um, and watching without being fearful or paranoid. Because if you catch it early, the second time or third time or fourth time around, medicine is at a place where it actually can make a significant 
intervention. Um, unlike many, many years ago when that happened, um, most uh, people finished up as in a palliative care sort of situation. But we've talked a lot on the show about early interventions, the importance of early detection and diagnosis. But, um, uh, you know, if you're in that, that uh, category of someone who's had breast cancer, it's been um, attended to in an early stage, it's highly likely in today's treatments um, and today's expertise with surgery that you're going to have a problem again. But what we're talking about today is this group of women who sit somewhere um, in no man's land, if you like, um, who are the survivors and who probably had a breast cancer for a very, very long time without it being detected and we do see a lot of this. So uh, I guess how do I know all this? For those of you who are regular listeners to the show, um, you'll know some of my background. Um, perhaps it's a good idea to uh, look it up if you don't know my background because I think whoever's talking with you about those um, these issues, that they need to have some really good background experience. Um, you know, having worked in the area for 40 years, having had a life-challenging situation myself, a world-first surgery that uh, corrected uh, that, um, you know, in that kind of vigilance, I know I live on a knife edge myself. Um, I've got a bionic colon. I haven't got much colon left. Um, it's uh, operated by this little device. So if I uh, was to have a fall or if that stops, which uh, did happen actually in 2008, um, it means I have no colon function. And with my small amount of uh, colon, you know, it means I could uh, die. So I, I know from sitting in that place myself actually what it feels like to be kind of walking on that razor's edge and uh, it takes some vigilance but to survive survival and appreciate every day and live your life with passion is absolutely the way to go. So um, I've learned a lot actually from both science and uh, from my practice in naturopathy. Um, I've studied a lot of different modalities and counselling. I've got an avid interest these days in molecular medicine, genetics, DNA is really fascinating and absorbing. But you know the most impactful learning for me has been listening to the life stories of my patients, the people who are actually diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, for many of the early years of my practice, I began the first breast cancer support groups and the first breast cancer residential programs in Australia where I'd have women in my group for a period of five or seven days and uh, we would be exploring the sorts of issues that we talk about on this show. So, uh, you know, that's been a huge learning curve for myself as well as my own experience. Um, and I think one of the key learnings here too for me is that women have been surviving survival for many years who often get breast cancer. Um, they've often been surviving life itself. Uh, some of the people's stories that they bring to a group are absolutely amazing that how they've even managed to get to that place in their life. Um, so the skill base that they have learned um, is absolutely tremendous. And I think I need, as a practitioner and counsellor, and what one learns theoretically, we must learn to respect that because their learned coping skills, the resilience, etc., it's really admirable. Um, insights about life, who they are, who they've become since their diagnosis, really inspiring. 
And um, how do these women spin gold from straw? So um, in my experience, it's not often, or I might even say not ever, from radical self-imposed change, but the ability to channel what they have already learned in life, to channel those well-developed innate skills in a different manner. And if they do that, they can really start to spin gold from straw, as I call it. Um, And that is one of the transformational aspects, the post-traumatic growth that comes from um, the experience of breast cancer. And, you know, very often people uh, think that when you get a diagnosis, there's so many things that you have to change. And I'm seeing today, in comparison with 40 years ago, a a very different group of people who are coming through with breast cancer. I'm seeing vegans and personal trainers um, and doctors and uh, counsellors and vegans and vegetarians, vegetarians and vegans with bowel cancer, you know, so there's something that is going on beyond um, what are just those, um, uh, what we would see as the physical aspect of dealing with cancer. So we do have toolkits. We do have inner toolkits. We are born with them. We we survive. People survive on the streets. People survive all kinds of situations. And cancer has been destroyed as often a straw that's broken the camel's back. And uh, sometimes life stresses can just get too much and get right on top of people and it can be that very stressful one acute stressful episode that some people in the research believe can trigger not the only cause but a trigger for a cancer situation so if we have those tools if we have those innate tools we hone them Um, you don't have to change into something that you are not and it's one of the biggest errors I think along the um, cancer walkway the cancer recovery walkway where you think there is so much I have to change and you go into overwhelm and you change nothing Um, I have a very simple principle it's called the just one thing principle if you think there's something important in your life you have to change just change that one thing and don't get caught up in all the scenarios of all the things that uh, other people tell you to change change your diet have 10 juices a day do this do that because that actually can take you away from the very source of your post-traumatic growth experience your surviving survival experience because it takes you back it takes you back into the busyness of uh, that first stage of um, of cancer recovery that we talked about the stage one where everything is so busy and often it's based on a fear of not wanting to meet your demise with a cancer diagnosis so um Earlier, we talked about cancer as being a lonely business, and um, this is something I want to talk about a little bit more. And uh, even amidst a sea of support, many patients have said to me, oh, this is such a lonely business. I found it myself when I was going through my own 13-year situation. Um, When I identified at a workshop, it's amazing how many people in the room start nodding their heads. They really understand this. Even when they've got a lot of support at home and they have got friends coming around, there's something about this being life being challenged 
that really isolates you. And it's something that we really do need to address as we navigate the cancer recovery um, uh, path. Um, each journey really is so different. Um, so although we've got these common denominators and loneliness within the illness is one of them, it's really important to realise that your own journey is unique. Um, support groups can be great and hearing the stories of others in a support group actually is the closest that you might get to understanding and empathy with your own situation. Um, the safe environment that can be created and the confidential environment in a group that is run well, um, the real stories that are told, the stories that help to give meaning to your own unique life um, is a very, very wonderful thing. But it does need to be say, uh, said that it needs a skillful facilitator in running a support group because sometimes the stories can be depressing for other people coming into a group um, who are new and uh, they're hearing stories of a third and fourth recurrence and that can be pretty scary um, if it's not actually managed well. I like support groups. I think that we do need to uh, have more trained facilitators, facilitators of support groups. Um, uh, we know that there's been a lot of studies on support groups and we'll come back after our break and we're going to talk about that just a little more shortly. So we'll be back with Navigating the Cancer Maze once again after the break on this very important topic for ladies with breast cancer and especially during this month of October when everyone's talking about breast cancer. Surviving Survival. Back soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are, to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegolarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegolar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. 
The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Guller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hey, we're back with Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler. And today we're talking about surviving survival in this last segment of the show. Um, before we went to the break, we were talking about support groups. And I wanted to um, just touch on the support group aspect just a little bit because it can be that positive experience. Or sometimes if the group is not well run um, or the leader is just someone who's had breast cancer and no training, uh, some of those groups can go a little bit awry. And I'd just like to uh, name that because... What can happen in a in a group that's not running well for women with breast cancer is people can get anchored in the story that they keep telling and telling and telling again. And it's very easy for people to become stuck in their own story. The skill in a counselling or in being a facilitator in a group um, is that when you have this aha experience about your life, it's interesting many women have told me that their stories become shorter, where you know, they go to a group and or they meet someone who had breast cancer. They go through the whole experience. And um, I've had this said to me so many times that, you know, when we're telling our story now, it's, it's shorter and it doesn't have the emotional impact for us each time we're telling that story. So the walkway can also have this little signpost on it that you know you can identify that says okay I've noticed actually that my story that I'm telling people is getting shorter Um, so we go from silence into storytelling into perhaps over storytelling and then back to a place where we start to become comfortable and we're actually adapting um, to our life with uh, breast cancer and all that that brings with it so um I just wanted to touch briefly on that. I think the uh, studies that are around on support groups um, are really very interesting. Everyone knows about the early studies of David Spiegel, um, and he concluded that by attending a support group that you could actually double your life expectancy. So... uh, if you had, uh, you know, a very poor prognosis, if you just attended a group, and they weren't groups where there were any kind of um, uh, major changes that were were going on for people, but they were groups that brought about some significant 
inner change for people. So if you can find yourself one of those types of groups, if you are dealing with breast cancer, ask the counsellor at your hospital, find a psychotherapist, you know, look on the net, find someone who's got some skills, um, some good qualifications, and if you can find someone with those life experiences as well, I think that's really absolutely ideal. Um, another just uh, quick mention of a study, um, there was a decrease in depression symptoms associated with longer survival in patients with metastatic cancer in one of the, um, the psychological counselling groups. Now, I have some information on that. I won't go into the depth of it, but just to know that um, it is possible that this actually can be um, impacted. So those scars that we talked about that we don't see, um, the scars that come with a changed body image, with uh, depression, with a not coping in life, with putting on the false mask when you're out in the world and coming home and being uh, depressed, um, you know, that's a very common one also for people who are trying to be so positive in their breast cancer experiences. Now, the image and the body change, um, they're quite important ones to address. I think... Um, the real challenge here in cancer, uh, for women with breast cancer who've had a mastectomy, there's a choice these days whether you have a reconstruction or not. Uh, some of the scarring that can come from surgery still today uh, and from radiation therapy and some of the long-term side effects uh, for women who are surviving, um, you know, can be fairly uh, impactful, uh, can be impactful on one's relationship, sex life, self-image, um, there's so many issues that you've never dreamed you'd have to face. And again, they are often unnamed issues as you're going through these stages. I always think if you know what to expect, you can at least start to make a plan. And when something does start coming up in, in the foreground for you, you can say, oh, yeah, I know about that. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen to me, but actually it is, and this is something that I'm now going to have to face. And um, as I mentioned before, I belong to what I call the colostomy clan. We've got the scar clan, the colostomy clan. Um, and, uh, you know, there was an experience there for me that was very life-changing. And uh, when uh, I saw someone have a heart attack on the street and they fell down and they fell on the colostomy bag and it exploded and the woman was sort of gasping at me. I was trying to help her and she was so embarrassed that the, the colostomy bag had broken um, that she was impairing me getting the ambulance to save her life. That was a bit of an aha experience for me and I, I actually looked at that colostomy a lot differently after that experience. So the, the body changes that can really also help to warp and change your mind. And if you're struggling with this um, on your own, please, please do go and ask for help. Um, we have a lot of women who come through breast cancer uh, and breast cancer groups whose relationships have changed. They find that they're now the, um, the sole caregiver. Again, very special circumstances that will impair your ability to survive your survival. Um, we need to learn to adapt. We need to develop resilience. We need to have the thing called grit. And grit is not so much about being positive. It's um, 
actually grit is something that we probably innately have that we can actually access. And someone recently wrote in one of our Australian um, newspapers that there's three types of people, optimists, pessimists, and people who have grit. And grit is a mindset where you push ahead regardless of personality type, without support, without an arm or a leg if that's the case, and you don't get bogged in the mud of life. Now, some people have that innately. Other people have to learn it through the breast cancer experience. All kinds of other things come into the post-traumatic growth stage. Dealing with your depression, being authentic, honest with yourself, good communication, um, keeping a vigilant watch, um, constant monitoring, monitoring. Remember, if you find breast cancer again, if you have a recurrence, you find it early, your chances are a lot better. And I really recommend that you find just one person to tell your life story to, someone who will listen to it, honour it, not spread it around the neighbourhood and can really hear and listen to you without trying to give you advice. That's a very, very important ingredient in the aspect of surviving survival. So once again, we're coming to the end of our show. Um, just in finishing off, being in touch with your changeless core, I believe, is that vital component of surviving survival. And you will meet that point. That point. We call it a turning point on the pathway. Um, and with some self-mastery, you can take charge of your life. Even if the situation around you hasn't changed, this is a point where you can take charge the point where survival and surviving survival transforms into thriving and into your new life. And that's not just a throwaway line. I've seen many, many thousands of people actually achieve this. So for resources, uh, you can email me, institute at grayscaller.com. Um, and uh, you can also go to the website and look up Women of Silence, The Emotional Healing of Breast Cancer. It's available as an ebook for international clients. So next week on Navigating the Cancer Maze, we're still in October and I will be in Germany. Um, so the show will be coming to you from Germany and I'll be with a group of patients at the Hulvang Clinic. So um, we'll have some guests and some surprises for you as we talk more about navigating the breast cancer maze during the month of October. I look forward to being with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.